All right, welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Good evening, everyone. Happy Camel Day for those who are listening to this still on Wednesday the 7th. Uh, just want to pause here for us in the United States. It doesn't get talked about as much anymore, but uh, this was a day that we were told as Americans that would live in infamy back in 1941. And so um, there's those that uh, I think are still alive that are still, uh, there's only a few of them left. Um, that were there uh, that faithful day at Pearl Harbor. So I just want to just want to acknowledge that this day, uh, truly, uh, for us Americans, we don't really commemorate it as much anymore. But it was a sudden attack that a lot of people lost their lives in, and up until 9/11, it was the greatest loss of of human life in any event in the United States for us Americans. And so th- that that's something that we ought not to forget. I think. Uh, so I just want to just call attention to that, that. I'm grateful for those who who serve, and you know, and there's a lot that can be said about warfare and battles and stuff, uh, of course. But when you're drafted and you know, people do their duty, um, whether that's um, uh, in a field hospital, whether it was serving on a ship, obviously, or piloting things, uh, it still takes a lot of bravery, and we. Again, I, I'm not going to get into the ethics of war tonight on this podcast, but um, those guys that were hanging out that day weren't actively seeking anything. They were just there. Um, so um, I want to commemorate Pearl Harbor and still remember that. So I want to start off by that. And uh, I hope uh, you as a listener are doing well um, tonight. Uh, I'm grateful that you've come back and listened here. I the, the increased numbers have been very encouraging as of late, but I'm still going to stay true to who we are in this show. Uh, so tonight, I, I entitled this podcast called Desire. I want to share with you just some of the things that I, I have found in, in my life that have been uh, just truly amazing. I, first off, from, from a, a scripture verse that, I'll, that a lot of us have heard, but I wonder if we meditate on it. From Psalm 37, um, it's delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, that comes, of course, um, and at the fourth verse in on Psalm 37, but let me read for you the verses around it uh, from the NASB. It says, Do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious towards wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord Trust also in him, and he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. And it goes on. It goes on to say, you know, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. See, it, we, miss, we miss this if we just single out this verse. And we'll say, oh, just delight ourselves in the Lord, but he'll give you the desires of your heart. But we also have to commit our ways to him. Trust in him. He will do it. Do not be dismayed because of the appearance of evil prospering. Trust and remain steadfast to the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. We then fast forward to the gospel writers in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6 is my probably my favorite gospel passage just because of what it talks about. It starts off with giving to the, the, the poor and, the, and, the, and, and prayer, talking about, hey, when you do this, kind of don't do it. For everyone else to see, do it between you and your heavenly Father. When you pray, when you fast, all this stuff—it's where we're we're given the Lord's prayer. And then 
the the footnote, like the the little subheadings in scripture and in NASB at verse twenty five, it says the cure for anxiety, and and that's where you guys will be familiar with. If you read the Bible a lot, it says, you know, for this reason, I say to you, do not worry, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on is life, not more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow nor reap nor gather in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you, not not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow, is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry then, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I think all the parents out there know that last statement in verse 34 is indeed correct. Now, again, talk looking at Psalm 37 verse 4. You know, delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. The, the, the theme, if you pluck those verses out of nowhere, it's like, well, that's nice. But it's like, don't worry about anything that you do anymore. Stop. Don't worry about it. And also, if you take, delight yourself in the Lord, take joy in him and trust him, he's going to give you desires of your heart. And this is on the heels. I know some of you guys might be listening tonight. You'll know exactly what I'm about to talk about. But I uh, I recently auditioned for a play. And it was a play that was on Broadway, which I got to see with the original cast. And I told myself five years ago, if that play ever came local, I would audition for it. And it came around here. And as of two nights ago, I auditioned. And the day that we're recording this podcast, earlier this same day, I got called... And not only did I get a part in the play, I got the part that I would I envisioned myself playing. It's a total God thing. There's so much more that I won't not bore you with. But is it not amazing? And that's the thing, too, is that going into this audition, having no experience, isn't it amazing what God does when you are fully allowing yourself, no matter what happens, to be devoted to his will? This is something I prayed about. And this is something that, I was okay with either outcome. Yeah, I wish I could I could get a part, of course. And that's what I, I was asking God. I was thinking, oh, God, please, I really would like this. I mean, please. And so normally, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I try to, I, years ago, I tried to, I get nervous before I was in front of people. Still had no problem talking, but I get so nervous. And I realized that all, all of that was connected for all this worry. I wasn't trusting. I wasn't placing my cares on God. I was trying to trust in myself and rely on my own strength. And when you do that, I found that I'm always nervous. Because, well, of course I'm going to be. If I'm relying on my own strength, this flesh that's good, that fails all the time, that's going to waste away, it's prone to atrophy all the time. Of course I'm going to fail. I'd have every reason to be nervous because it's just like flipping a coin. Like, wow, are we going to get through it this time or not? 
I used to get so nervous in college when I would go out on weekends and preach for this student program I was in because I was relying on my own self. I was, the joy that I could have had about traveling, being with friends, I still had some of it, but I was always better after the fact, once it was done. I had the same problem in high school where I rarely enjoyed running. I rarely enjoyed playing basketball because I was always afraid of messing up or letting someone down as if I was the most important person. I, it was pride at the center of all of it. And since becoming a pastor, I was nervous, yeah, the first Sunday, but because it's like, you, you mean, it's, it was kind of like a really big deal. I mean, I want to put the best foot out there. I want to be able to represent God well, but I wasn't nearly as nervous as I was when I, as, as why I was in college. And, and that's the thing too, going to this, going to this audition, normally I would be nervous. I'd have to put on extra deodorant before uh, the actual audition, but I was fine. And the reason why I say all of that is I've just stopped worrying about it. And ironically, the, the reason why I was worried is because I was thinking so highly of myself, put so much pressure on myself where, hey, just be your, be your true self. Be true to who you are. Not an inflated ego. You're a child of God, no matter where area of your life you're in. Allow God to take control. Pursue him first. Let the situations that come your way throughout the day, where you're at in life, that all might be, your situation in life might not be ideal right now, but God can redeem it immediately. He can begin taking the mess that you've made of it, or even the, the thing he's called you to, and you're maybe not you know satisfied. This, this is applicable for anyone. People who, are, are, life's going great right now. Well, what, how do you continue? Well, what's the key there, right? This is not some self-help book. This is not some 12-step program. It's pretty simple. Scripture just says, delight yourself with the Lord. Trust in him. Lean on him for understanding, not your own self. Seek first the kingdom of God and, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek those things, and all the things that you're worrying about will be taken care of. And if you need to repent of something, repent. Give that over to God. Say that you have you failed. You've got yourself in this mess. I need you, God, to get me out. And the desires, that's the biggest thing. The desire of your heart will be met. Even the desire you didn't think that you knew. The amount of joy that has come from becoming a pastor and doing this for the last two years has been astonishing. I hope you guys have heard that in me as I've grown, hopefully as a pastor, that no longer that no longer sounds weird or foreign to me anymore. Um, I have relationships with kids that bring so much joy. Kids that I can invest in, knowing that about four years ago I didn't even like kids. I didn't know how to be around kids. I couldn't see myself being a father someday. Still got to work on the whole wife part. You know that's kind of a uh, we're still trying to work on that. And that and that's one of my desires, right? That I, you know, I'm not, I'm single and I would love to have kids. I would love to have a relationship, but waiting on the Lord. It, it's it's become harder and harder, but there's been enough evidence in my other life where I'm thinking, wait a minute. 
if I didn't wait on the Lord, oh man, I'd have been in a terrible spot. But I'm so glad that I did because look what he has done and how much greater that if he knows my desire to have children or my desire to 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 be married and, and try to have a relationship that is worthy of the kingdom of God and how it represents marriage and what in the same manner which Jesus died for the church. Am I willing to do the same for my wife? Like I want to want that. And I don't, I'm afraid I don't know what that fully entails yet, of course. I don't. And that's okay. And so these are the desires of my heart. And yet in a, in a simple way, wanting this play, there's something that's not, that's, that's not consequential, but it can bring a lot of joy, a lot of, a lot of comedic relief. It's going to be f- so much fun. Give you desires of your heart. Sometimes they're right on the surface and they're pretty, uh, pretty evident. But there's other areas where you, you might not even know what you want or are clamoring for, but God does. This isn't, like I said, a 12-step step program or I got the keys to the secret of life. No, well, we, in a way we do because the Bible is a cheat code to life. They're living your life better, the life more fuller, the better life. You know, not, not some self-help book, but it's like look and read scripture. Try, I dare you to test God. He will never fail ever. Just go out on a limb. You think he doesn't exist? Ask him to reveal himself and look for him. Actually, be honest enough to look for him. You'll be amazed. I promise you. Thank you guys for tonight. I love y'all. May you be safe during this Advent season, the best time of year. May God bless you and may God keep you.